Interesting. Interesting. Who, who knows, man? Might jump in there and you might like it. It's fair. You're right. I might. Oh, I might. It is possible. A lot of things are possible in this world. Right. Yeah, and then you might need to fill your tub with shower juice and just like, you know, bathe in it <laughs> after that. Welcome to the party. We are looking for more of your podcast for all things gaming with a focus on MMOs, RPGs, game development, and gaming culture. I am your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg. I'm joined today by my returning party member. Welcome back, Daedalus. Hello, everyone. And uh, before we dig in too far, uh, whether you are new here or not... We're always looking for more to join this show. You're going to notice that Nathan's not here. So I have some sad news to start off with. But before we get to that, I'll just let you linger on that for a moment and let you suffer in pain for about five to 10 seconds while I talk about how you can support this show by going over to <laughs> at the LFM show on Twitter. Go on ahead, go over there to the pin post at the top and you will see the links to all the places this podcast is shared you can go to iTunes, give us a five-star, leave us a review. We'll read that here live. If you decide to call in, you can call into 1-539-664-6801 to leave us a message, and we will play that here live on the show. Um, as I talked about, all right, as I've talked about, we have an announcement, and it's a bit of a it's a bit of a sad one, right? Nathan will not be on the show anymore, sadly. Um, and the reasons because of, well, life stuff and things, right, with family, um, schedules, things like that. Um, turns out that is uh, they were doing mostly homeschooling for his kids for the past couple of years because of the pandemic and everything. Things are getting back on track, which means shuffling of kids around, right? So familial duties have got to come in to play first. So we're going to miss him around here, although... If uh, he's got some breaks, you know, and he's not busy over holidays or summer times or things like that, we might be seeing him jump on to guests when he can. So we're going to miss him and his shower juice and uh, and him going full napalm. But we'll be carrying the torches, so to speak, forward in our adventures until he can rejoin the party. Um, with that being said, this show, we haven't had an episode for, I think, oh, what, like three weeks now? couple of weeks yeah it's been at least a couple and i'm gonna go in and let everybody know that if you listen to this you watch on youtube whatever the case may be expect that we're probably going to be going at about that pace i know i was going to try to push forward hit 100 episodes for the end of the year i'm not going to do it for the sake of doing it um i think we're going to probably do this show about every two to three weeks so we're just going to do it very much on an announcement basis you're absolutely going to get an episode of a month though like minimum that'll absolutely happen that's probably bare minimum, though. You probably have some months where you get like two, some where you get one. We'll probably go at a pace of around two to three weeks. I think that'll give us some time to re reflect on gaming news a little bit more, uh, have a heavier show talking about that as well. Um, but the reality is, is that uh, I've been working on my YouTube channel a little more and I'm going to be full full disclosure here. Right. Um, I'm also going to be probably transitioning into a full-time content creator role in the near future. And you're probably going, yeah, but if you're going to be doing that, then don't you need to potentially do the show more regularly? Not necessarily because there's a lot of time that it takes to do a podcast that cuts into some of the other things I'm doing. For example, my book 
things within my book are going really good right now. And I'm kind of in a place where I really need to put my nose in there and just get to the grindstone on it. Um, which means for the next two to three months, probably I, I just, I'm going to need the time. Right. And I'm not even saying you'll see me live on, on Thursdays. So, um, with that being said, that's kind of the case, everybody. Um, We'll probably pick back up at some point in the future to having maybe every other week consistently. And uh, I think in the meantime, I'm going to probably look like we've done with the Ashes Pathfinder podcast to bring on some additional people to essentially kind of bolster the show occasionally. Right. Don't have to be a content creator or anything like that, but definitely want to bring on some more people, get a get a, a heavier, hardier party to kind of talk about things. Um, and there's a lot of things in, in the culture of geek that we can talk about. And uh There'll probably be some changes along the way, too. Like I said, even like I talked about before, we'll probably be talking about probably a little bit less related specifically to news and a little more focused on well, some of the, the heart of why we're all geeks and gamers to begin with. Um, you know, the nostalgic moments, the good times, the good vibes, the things that just simply are working when it comes to this space that we're in. Those of us who enjoy gaming or, you know, uh, movies and comic books and um video games all the things right so just kind of putting that out there ahead of time uh and also yeah i'm probably going to be transitioning into a little bit more full-time content creator role which means more videos on youtube um probably some more live streams as well and uh definitely a lot more time invested into my own ip so if you haven't checked out that the master's core it's in in development as we speak um i am still committing to an open world rpg game that will very likely time wise i'm looking at it and i'm thinking it's going to probably be starting the actual real development will be starting closer to the middle of next year i want to say it's roughly i want to say it's probably like nine to 12 or 14 months out from when I'm kind of going to be doing that more regularly. There's a lot of factors where I've got to kind of juggle that because I'm an Ashes of Creation content creator. Um, I do content creation on two YouTube channels. Um, I've got my books, and the books are primarily uh, have to be done first and foremost, at least from my perspective, um, for a lot of reasons, um, uh, and some of which is trademarks and copyrights and things of that nature that are going to be kind of important. So putting that all out there ahead of time, front and center, so you're aware of it. The good news is if you're kind of around in this greater community of ours anyway, I'm going to be able to get to engage a little bit more regularly on all fronts outside of the podcast specifically, but you will get this podcast still somewhat regularly until we can kind of bolster it back to maybe a more regular base of like one to two weeks, depending on the circumstances. So, um, but anyway, if you're interested in my IP, exclamation TMC and chat, you can check it in the description on the videos and um, pretty much all the places I'm at. So there it is. Dayless, we got, we got a lot to talk about today. That list of things um, is pretty, pretty hefty. Um, why don't we catch up a bit, man? I mean, I kind of talked about what I've been up to generally. What, what have you been up to since last time we did this show? I mean, I would say like the mostly like the standard stuff been working. Um, I've been catching a little bit of time to do some writing as well. Um, I've nice. gamed like marginally and, and maybe if we get to the topic, I'll I'll tease y'all and reveal what I was playing that maybe falls into the topic of discussion with that question. Um, but other than that, I just kind of been kind of hankering down on that, getting 
actually really looking forward to in the next couple months taking some time off and going to visit my family over Thanksgiving. So I know it's still a couple months out, but I am, you know, made some plans mm-hmm. recently. So excited about that as well. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. Yeah, I'm definitely. So yeah, obviously our Thanksgiving episode, we won't be here because it's literally a Thursday. <laughs> so it's always a Thursday. We do Thanksgiving. So we always end up taking off for that one. Um, but yeah, we'll probably end up having some off towards the very end of the year as well. Um, yeah, man, uh, I guess busy, B- busy be over here. I've been very busy. Um, I am actually going to transition, I think, out of my role as a mental health counselor. Probably end of September to early October is what I'm thinking is going to happen. Um, it's a little I mean, I'm, I, I'm good already to do that. Right. It's a little nerve wracking because, you know, you don't know how things exactly are going to go. But I just I feel really good about it because. The content creation I'm already doing, I'll be able to do a little bit more of it. I'll be able to do more regular live streams. Um, And then on top of that, I'll be able to have more time to work on my books, which really is kind of more of a, it's a priority to me because I've been doing some things with art lately um, for the people that are interested working on getting some of those like fun little silhouettes that I'm going to put up there for the uh, eight races, the primary races in my, in my world and putting up some little enigmatic blurbs up on the masterscore.com doing some little fun things to sort of like trickling breadcrumbs uh, as I'm kind of like leading up to the first book getting launched. And I've got a handful of people that are going to help with that, which is like really, really exciting to um, just know I've got some people that are going to help me beta and alpha read. It, it feels really nice. Cause I, you know, it, it's a lot to like do the job of writing anyway um, and trying to make sure you do it all right. But knowing you got some people that are going to sort of like help to, review that ahead of time to help you catch certain things you want to make sure that you can address before you put it to publishing when you're self-publishing like i'm going to be doing it's just like immensely yeah, i'm immensely grateful for it and and the community here that i've got that are willing to help me with that you know i'm a i'm a less is more quality over quantity and we may not have a crazy massive community here but we've got we've got some really good ones and i'm really happy with the the friends we've got in this community so hammers up to all y'all for just kind of bolstering around a lot of stuff i've been doing lately personally and 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 showing love and support it means a lot y'all um with that being said why don't we dig in shall we he embers adrift is coming on september 16th is that was that a fun sorry embers adrift <laughs> open beta in fact you'll just be able to play it right now i know the lazy peon actually did a video on this and to be fair like he covers anything mmo and pretty much like it's pretty positive for the most part about it unless it's just really horrible and horrendous which to be fair embers adrift isn't horrendous but it's not like you know super tasty or anything either uh so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that game um i still i'm still where i'm at on that man from my perspective the biggest problem with that game is that even if it's decent even if it's like you can jump on there and you can do whatever you're going to do with it the reality of that situation is this okay you're not being very authentic with people as a development team and uh, you're not really being fully honest about things either. And you're kind of doing some some weird, somewhat shady things, at least from my perspective. And if I see that and I don't see transparency, it doesn't matter if your game's good or not from my perspective, okay? You know what? Because if it was, I'd be playing World of Warcraft Classic right now because let's be real, right? I know you're going to hate hearing this, Daedalus, as much as we feel about it, okay? If you were going to play a game right now like and you've never played like i would recommend to somebody right 
if you've never played World of Warcraft before and you were like, should I give it a chance? I wouldn't tell you no on Wrath because Wrath to me was where the game was at your its prime. I feel very confident as an MMORPG gamer, you would have a good time. I just can't do it. My brother's playing it. He's been having a blast since BC, right? So I'm happy for him. He's enjoying himself. He needs something to bite him over till Ashes is here anyway. So, so it works for him. And to be fair, I really can't blame him. Like if I didn't do content creation, I can't say that I wouldn't be playing Wrath either because I'm going to be real. I spanked the shit out of people in Wrath on my Pally and my DK. I was, it was, it was one of the, one of the moments in MMORPG gaming where I was at my prime as a player and it showed. And that could be you too, because classic is great. Now this is their peak. Let me just be fair here. <laughs> if they do actual classic, <laughs> Cataclysm, I'm gonna laugh so hard. It's gonna be laughable, memeable. It would just be hilarious. I'd be like, so you're gonna break the game twice, literally. <laughs> maybe, you know? maybe it's gonna be more of a mild cataclysm. I don't know. Mild cataclysm. Well, I heard I heard Blizzard was coming out, uh, or at least has something in development that is maybe your survival, survival MMO, game. brand yeah brand new ip so i was like right shocker survival I, huh yeah i was actually i was <laughs> thinking about your your tried and true comment about i bet there's going to be more survival games lots, but lots i was just them. like i can't remember who i was watching that had uh had gone through the video and i'm just like i just wasn't necessarily a fan of the art style but yeah. everybody like even the the blizzard x blizzard devs that like you know right you know hated blizzard as a company said this is something special so it's like maybe i'll check it out but honestly i don't know once ashes comes out i'm pretty sure i'm gonna be like tunnel vision on that i don't yeah. know that i'm gonna be playing much else uh, outside of maybe like mm. taking a break to not have burnout so yeah we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens I feel like in survival games, man, like V Rising, it's pretty fun. I, I like V Rising. It's a fun isometric styled um, survival game. And I am a big fan of Ark. I mean, Ark 2 will definitely get a shot out of me. Um, yeah, there's there's certain games that just always are going to get get me to play it. And we got one of those coming up and get ready because I'm probably going to nerd so hard in the middle of this. I just want to be <laughs> just get ready, man. You might need to put on some goggles or something because I'm going to nerd pretty <laughs> I forgot my raincoat. Damn. <laughs> where's the where's the Nathan Napalm shower juice when you need it? I know exactly. This is gonna be like one of those uh what do you call it? Those massage uh <laughs> the, those massage shower heads, man, with the shower Damn, juice yeah. coming out like machine gun fire. <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna let's just hit on the other thing real quick. The the thing that's that's been lingering always, the rings of power, right? I've given I've been doing a lot of content around this. OK, and hammers up to everybody who may or may not like the videos I've been doing on the YouTube where this podcast is at. We had fifty five hundred on that channel just earlier. So shout out to everybody. If you even if you don't care for it, if you're going over to these videos or this podcast and you're liking it and you're commenting and you're sharing your thoughts, it's it's very helpful. It, it helps immensely. So. And for that reason, the video I posted today is popping off real nicely. So thank you, friends. So that's reality, right? 
uh, it's been been growing over there. It's been a good time. But Rings of Power has been giving me a lot to rant about because these people just will not own their shit. And I ha- I can't stand when somebody sits there and does that, right? Like, I'm going to call you out like I do with these game devs that are acting fools, too. But it's a good case study. Right. I mean, you look at all these like shows like the She-Hulk show is getting pummeled. Now, I'm I'm going to share one thing. OK, and I, I don't know where people are going to going to get with hit me on this one, because I, I do have a set of principles that dictate my perspectives. Right. There are certain things that I'm like, I don't really care if you like essentially race swap. Right. It doesn't it doesn't matter to me. Right. Because to me, if it doesn't break like what inherently is like fundamentally true about said thing, then it's really a complete non-issue for me. Right. Like that's what it always comes back to for me. So the aerial, like the thing with the little mermaid that's been going off and people have been like, dude, Oh yeah. I saw that trailer. Yeah. People have been like bombarding that one just because like 2 million downvotes I saw. And I was like, what really? Like I'm look, look, I'm just going to say this. Okay. I get we got African-American girls can be playing Ariel, right? And she's white in the cartoons. But, like, on this one, is that really a big deal? Because there's not really any canon to, like, Ariel having to... You know what I'm saying? Like, that doesn't even make sense to me. That and doesn't... That girl can sing, too, which is no. another... She's awesome. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, there's... there's like there's definitely like a case, you know, for if there isn't really like something laid out in canon, right? For you know, diverse casting, I'm like totally supportive of that, and I don't, I don't get the hate. Uh, but when we're talking about, and I think there's, I guess here's a differentiator for me, and I think you talked about it before, Sim. Is this when you have this level of like arrogance yeah. about what you're doing and disrespect? being disrespectful to the author's work that's where i draw the line like even like even with like quantum leap coming out right i am a huge quantum leap fan i mean seriously i've been you know i i love that show and and i i don't mind that there's a diverse cast as a matter of fact i'm supportive of it because it's a new story in the same universe Mm. which is like even better and I would love to see, yeah, I would love to see Scott Bakula in there. I don't know at a what cameo level. Or something. Yeah, as a cameo or something. Mm. But I'm actually really thrilled that they're doing something mm. new in that universe. I'd had I have no problem with the cast being diverse. I think that's awesome. I mean, I love like shows like, you know, I know Discovery had kind of a rocky start, but even like that show has a lot of diverse cast members and it's really good. I love watching that show. Same thing with when you, again, when you look at Star Trek New Worlds, right? Diverse cast as well. Love the show also. So it's not anything to do with the fact that the cast is diverse. It's when you're, you've got this level of arrogance that you love, you know, you're trying to rewrite what the author has done. It's that's where I I have a problem with it. And I think you and I are on the same page there. Yeah. Like the, the thing with Ariel, like, honestly, I'd probably watch that movie because it's going to be like a live action movie. And I'd be like, all right, let's do this. Let's see this. Like, yeah. I, mean, I don't yeah, really absolutely. care. Uh, it doesn't matter to me. Right. It's when you got like a like long standing narrative, like from an author who's very specific about some things. Right. Mm-hmm. That's 
when it actually matters. And uh, yeah, like it's just like the fact that I feel like with. So, for example, with the Rings of Power, like I think that Amazon's been like they haven't even really owned it. Right. And I was like getting some information a day that gave me like a lot of extra insight. And I was like, very interesting. So it's going to be a very fun couple weeks coming up for me. Cause I got some really fun things I want to talk about. And I think that they're really important points. And I, I'm kind of realizing that like, I'm like, I'm definitely stepping over into like some politics a bit, but I'm really keeping it more focused on like the narrative around what we're talking about. And, you know, in this situation, like there's not, there's not like a heavy focus on, you know, what the, the elven races are and what the dwarven races are and how they're described and all these different things. Like, with Ariel, it's, it, I feel like with characters, especially in, in like cartoons, like Disney cartoons, for example, like it, those are characters. Like I feel like with a lot, and I'm not saying all, right? Like something like Aladdin, for example, that might be a bit of a different scenario. Like I don't think it would make sense to like, you know, in Aladdin to, to have someone in a role that isn't like kind of Middle Eastern because it's like literally inherently a Middle Eastern sort of thing. Um so you got to like try to fit to that a bit as well. Right. But with, with most of the stuff in Disney, it's like they're characters. Yeah. It's universal. It's very I universal. Mean, I think, I think yeah. so too. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Within like, like you said, like within specific parameters, right. There right. is certain characters of like, okay, you, you know, your middle Eastern type of culture with Aladdin, you, you want somebody that has that, but even there, like you went from, like, you know, you, you had the character and you Will Smith was in the live action version of that. Right. And again, no problem with that. I actually thought he was quite delightful in that role. Right. And I'm I'm not necessarily like one of those like, um, you know, one of those, you know, fair weather fans with Will Smith. I've always liked his work. Right. Personally, I know there's some controversy, but I've always liked his work and I thought he was great in that role. And he really bought, brought a different spin versus like in the cartoon, Robin Williams brought his own like personality into the role. So it, it, it doesn't matter to me, like in some of those roles where, you know, the the race, racial background of the actor, it, it doesn't like it doesn't have a, a bearing on me one way or the other. Right. I actually welcome like fresh takes on that. But again, those are more like universal stories. Like I think of it almost like fairy tales, right? Um, when we have fairy tales, you're re we have all sorts of content reimagining fairy tales. I know if you you've seen Once Upon a Time, but that was like another take on fairy tales. Grimm was another take on fairy tales, and it's new stories, and it's kind of like building that. And you could have any type yeah. of cast member in that, and it wouldn't necessarily be. Uh, you know, wouldn't necessarily be an issue. It's just like, like we were saying, like when there's specific like direction from the author, and like this is That's this it, is yeah. what the character looks like, or this is the lore, or the right? culture and, in general, right? Yeah, the culture or the timeline or anything like that. I'm like, I don't care what the story is. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, if I'm familiar enough with the lore, where, um, you know, I, I can tell. Okay, hey, you know, for example, like I think. One of the things, you know, folks have been coming up with is hobbits weren't even part of this. But now that, you know, the team created a bunch of hobbits in there just just because. Right. Because they wanted to reinvent the story. I'm like, mm, that's where I draw the line. Right. And then that has nothing to do with diverse casting at all. Right. It's 
specifically like just saying, hey, we're we're going to just mash a bunch of things together because we want to make a new story. Well, in reality, you're not. You're just kind of making something that's maybe a little more convoluted uh, mm. for anyone that's a fan of the lore. Yeah, there's a, there's a whole dynamic with the Rings of Power, too, uh, with like Simon Tolkien and all that, because like this is what it's really coming down <laughs> down to at the end of the day is this dude but uh, i'm not gonna like spin on that one too much specifically because well i've I'm basically spinning on that one currently as we speak in another area so i'll kind of keep myself limited there but gosh dude it just i'm gonna be real like it's been a very very strong motivator for me to just work on my stories like it really has been because i'm like dude they're mo- they're messing up so many stories these days they really are and uh with the rings of power i just feel like we've got simon tolkien so much more to blame but there's gonna be so much more to talk about in that regard down the road um let's talk on one other thing that's kind of an interesting laughable point before we get into nerding out and talking about some more serious stuff and things well i guess maybe we should probably hit on this wizards of the coast thing too so technically two things right Mm mm-hmm this I didn't get to look at all this, but I think this was actually sent to me by me hooks, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Excuse me. Here we go right here. You gotta think though, too, when you get people that are adamant and that are critical about it, there's like constructive criticism. And there's like having like a logical sound argument. And there's just, then there's like where there are definitely people who are just being haters for the sake of hating. And when you look at the thing with the little mermaid, I feel like that's what that is. Yeah, real, real I talk. Agree. I feel like that's what's actually going on there. Um, but Wizards of the Coast is filing a lawsuit to stop the publication of tabletop game, alleging the trademark violation and reprehensible content. Okay. And this one, are, are you ready for this? The citing conflicts over both intellectual property rights and allegedly racist and transphobic content. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. So Wizard of the Coast has been cracking down pretty hard. And I do want to do a piggyback off of that and talk about something on the side. The more I think about that D&D, I, I'm going to I got a take for you all here. Right. I feel like too much Hollywood's made it made its way into conventions now, man. Right. I don't mean actors or actresses, showrunners or any of that. I think I'm saying I think too much Hollywood has made its way into conventions like Comic Cons and stuff. You know what was really disappointing? It's really disappointing when you watch the cast of D&D up there talking about it. You know they have no idea what they're actually talking about. That they're actually being complete fucking posers. Right? Right? Like, yeah, I tried D&D. Like, there's one or two of them that you're like, they actually know something about this. But the rest of them are just actually posers. You can tell. 100% tell. Right? Yeah. And that's not what I don't feel like that's a big part of what this is supposed to be about. You know, like get up there and just talk. It's OK to be like, yeah, I actually didn't know a thing about it until this role. But when I got in this role, here's what here's what I really appreciated about it. That's OK. Right. You don't have to be a poser. Pretend like you're something you're not. I know that you're an actor, actress or whatever, but you can take the hat off. Yeah, Exactly. You can't expect anyone to know everything about everything. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the end of the day. That's why actors play all sorts of roles or they immerse themselves in it. They like, you Mm -hmm. know, they, they learn it as they go and that's okay. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't expect like uh, an actor playing a doctor to go to fucking medical school. (laughs) That's just not going to happen. Right. They're just going to learn what they need to learn to do the role. And I agree with you there. It's like, you know, just, it is what it is, man. Mm -hmm. 
So it's interesting because I feel like Wizards of the Coast has been cracking down pretty hard lately anyway, right? Around everything around D&D. I mean, obviously they're making some pushes to really sort of like capitalize. I mean, everything D&D has been popping off, let's be real, for like the past... Well, let's be real. Critical roles really helped to catapult D&D into the front, front lines of, well, entertainment. And so as a result, you're actually getting a lot more people that are trying it out, that are playing it. You've got more people spinning up their own homebrewed campaigns in it. You're getting, um, you know, a lot more like content creation around it. You're getting more bolstering around tabletop as a whole as a result of that. And I, I do feel like a lot of that is really, truly as a result of like D&D's dominance. Um, and I think we can thank, you know, like Critical Role and some of those other really strong. I mean, what we got Geek and Sundry, right? You've got um, mm-hmm. what else? I'm trying to think of the, what's that? What's it called? Viva La Dirt off of YouTube, right? They do a lot of like. Oh, yeah. Viva La Dirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of stuff as well. So, yeah, it's just been it's been interesting to see sort of how things have been transpiring around most things tabletop and D&D as of late. We've had a lot of uh, Kickstarter campaigns that have been popping off. I mean, uh, what was it? War Chief Gaming, I think, is basically the spin-up from, um, oh, my gosh. I'm going to forget his name. Oh, I should I should know this, too, because it's actually oh. one of the guys that I like from Blizzard. Yeah, not Mike Morham. It's, uh, it's the other dude. He left a little early, though. He, he left yeah, at he, the end of Yeah, he had a voice of Thrall, right? Yeah. Uh, was he really? Did he do I Thrall? He, no, 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 I know it wasn't Thrall. It was uh, War it was one of the war chiefs. I'll have to look now. Now I'm going to. Sarfang? Uh, it might have been. Let me yeah, I'm really check. curious who, who it was, but yeah, this is going to kill me. Hold on. I got to pull this up right now. Okay. I know this. Come on, man. It's like on the tip of my mind. Chris, Chris Metzen. Dang it. Thank you. Oh my gosh. He's actually got a lot more white hair now. Holy crap, dude. He actually still had some dark hair on his head before and his beard before he, he left. I yeah. didn't wait. You're telling me Thrall was medicine? That's insane. I had no idea. That's awesome. No, no, he was uh hold on. He was there was, was he? Uh, I th- I think there was another one. I thought it was uh voiceover roles. Let's see your voice actor, blah blah blah. Thrall, yeah, he was Thrall. Okay, oh I was right. God, that's yeah. so cool, dude. Yeah, Medson. Yeah, he was the voice of Thrall. I thought so. Yeah, he was one of my favorite. Uh, one of my favorite voiced characters was Thrall. Wow, was definitely him. Yeah, he did a great job. I didn't even realize that, man. Yeah, yeah. That's actually really cool. I didn't realize he was Thrall at all. That's amazing. Jeez. Okay, we got to talk about the game that everybody. Uh, everybody's always been dying for and i know that you all so it's truly the what's going on dayless you all right no you're doing all right man <laughs> i'm just gonna share this link real quick I, everybody needs to know about this game it's right? the it's the it's the best mmo i'll never play it's what it'll be well, but you got but you got that you got that wrong though in regard to the the catchphrase here the catchphrase is it's the last mmo you'll ever play right so Dreamworld's opening no, up. It's the last MMO I will ever play. That's <laughs> that's true. Yeah. As in dead last. Is it everything else has to crash and burn before I decide to even download the free trial for 90 minutes? This is insane, man. This is actually happening. Oh man. 
Why do I suspect the game has about 91 minutes worth of content before you run out of things to do? Oh, I don't know. Okay, so yeah, it's going to be going to early access at the free trial. See what it's all about. Another game you can check out for free if you want to. Right? Um, Dream World's a community-driven sandbox building MMO. has now entered early access. Yeah, they're offering a tree. Dream World Realities is what it's called, apparently. That's their company name, and Dream World's the game. Maybe we should add living in a dream world. Jeez, man. <laughs> Dude, I'm actually... Look at this. Some folks had harsh criticism for the alpha, but offering a free trial along with an opening of early access does let you explore and try out systems with no strings attached. Does the game look a little bit better than it did? Sure. It's... it's Compared to basically running around as your, your blank uh, Unreal Engine character, sure. Um, with no mesh on your character, right? This, this is a, they've actually got character meshes now. I suspect that they're probably majority of, and I've, I'm going to go with this, right? I'm going to I'm going to make your prediction, everybody. It's a decent 2010 graphics from Narrow and Chat. I think that's pretty relevant. So here's the thing, everybody. Uh, the last time I checked this one out, it was it was a cringe fest and a half. Okay. Um, I don't know that I maybe I don't know. Should I jump in there and look at this thing just for the lulls? For 90 minutes, it's free. It's free, know? right? So maybe I should just make a <laughs> stream in the near future and jump on there and then go. So let me talk about my my playthrough experience of this game that it's the last game I'll ever play. Well, here's the reality, everybody. It's 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 literally dream world. I believe that what they've predominantly done, I'm not saying they haven't done any work to make this game work because I think that you're going to have to, but I think it's ma mainly buying a lot of assets or getting a bunch of free assets from the store and throwing them in there and trying to get them all to work together. Because let's be real, you can make that happen with an MMO or any kind of game for that matter, right? There's tons of free assets that'll do a lot of things for you. But you're going to be very limited on what you can do in that. So a game of the scale in which that they stated in their vision, I just don't think it's possible unless you've got serious, seriously gifted talent. And in the PR domain, they certainly don't have that going for them, right? Uh, the girlfriend of the guy who was in the Kickstarter claims that he was really believing this is going to happen, really believed in it, really wanted to do it. Hey, man, people get delusions of grandeur all the time. It, it, it's possible, right? I mean, it's not like they went on a vacation after they got the money from the Kickstarter. Oh, wait, what? I'm sorry that actually did happen, but the money didn't come from the campaign, I'm sure, even though he was broke right before the campaign. So interesting, interesting. Who, who knows, man? Might jump in there and you might like it. It's fair. You're right. I might. Oh, I might. It is possible. A lot of things are possible in this world. Right. Yeah, and then you might need to fill your tub with shower juice and just like, you know, bathe in it <laughs> after that. There it is, man. It's it's opening up to early access. I honestly, you know, in my gut, as much as I gave this game a lot of crap, I, I genuinely thought that it would progress and they continue going forward. But you just don't know exactly what that's going to look like. So it's interesting that they got here. I cannot help but wonder about where this game's actually going to go. And I just kind of realized that I need to adjust something real quick. But with all of that being said, I don't know, man. 
it, it ain't like there's a lot out there right now that's really that promising in this space. So are people going to check this game out? I mean, I think so. I think a lot of people will check things out just to see what it's, what it's about, right? And if you've got the price tag of free there, it's pretty likely that you're going to have people check it out. And if you get people checking it out, well, there you go. Like someone in chat said, because Ash as a creation refuses to relieve Alpha 2, I am forced to wait. So many people are in that domain waiting right now, friends. It's, it's a reality. I don't, I don't know that refuse is the right terminology no. there. I'm just going to put that out there. We are waiting, yes. But they're not refusing, man. They're not refusing. They're just uh, they're just not there yet. They're, they want to make sure that when they actually launch that thing, it's it's ready to be showcased. And that I they're going to yeah, be consistent with their timeframes and everything, right? So. Yeah, yeah. I just hope some of the rumors are true that they're further along than we actually think, which is something I've always thought. Yeah, I, I hope those are true. Yeah, like in a good way, um, considering some of the potential evidence. And we'll talk about that more on Sunday. But uh, yeah, we've got to talk. We got a whole discussion around that coming Sunday, by the way. So if you're interested in that, catch our Ashes Pathfinder podcast on Sunday at five central here on my channel, twitch.tv forward slash some order by what? For those listening or watching on the other YouTube channel, it's a true story. Can we talk about something I'm really excited about, though? Like, legit, just news. Mm, it's all the news, and I'm like, oh my god, that trends. Oh my god, y'all! Next freaking year, homies. Probably perfectly timed, along with um. When we'll probably be an Alpha 2 for Ashes of Creation. At least I I assume we will be. And I think Ashes is further along. I think the map specifically is. It's systems we're waiting on. All right. That's that's really it, in my opinion. But when you yeah. talk, I mean, I proposed this like what, six months ago or something? Like last year after the Alpha or something like that. I've been talking about it. But Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom launches May 12, 2023. Oh my God. Oh my God. The video was so good. I have theories about this, why it's called Tears of the Kingdom. And if you, it's literally Breath of the Wild 2 is what this is, okay? This is the follow-up to Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild was great. It was a good time. It was such an amazing, yes, it was such an amazing um, game. It was a really well done. I, I actually had tears in my eyes because of the stinking Master Sword when I went to pull that thing. I was like, oh my God, I feel so happy on the inside. Breath of the Wild's Two's name is actually Tears of the Kingdom, launching May 12, 2023, right? And we got to see it during their Nintendo Direct showcase this week. But this gave me vibes of uh, the Sky City, Skyward Sword sort of vibes. So I'm curious to see where they're actually going to go. But I got to tell y'all, I'm just going to let you give me your thoughts, Daedalus, and then I'm going to talk about like what I'm actually thinking. I'm, I haven't fully nerded for everybody just yet, but... <laughs> I mean, I was kind of marginally considering a switch at this point. I saw that trailer and I'm like, really? You're making you're you're compelling me to buy a switch now as opposed to waiting ah, for man, the new dude. new one just because I want to be ready for this. I mean, it looked really sweet. I mean, I played a little bit of Breath of the Wild before, um, like, you know, previously, and this just this just looks off the chain. Like in some of the new systems like that. 
uh, eagle glider that they did, the stone glider. Uh, oh, that was awesome. Just the amount of stuff you can do, the freedom. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this one as well. Yeah, the tapestry that we saw, sort of see in that video, and I encourage everybody to check out the video, but I was like going through and looking at it, and there's sort of like this, I don't know who that's supposed to be, this sort of entity, and there's like the things that are sort of around them, and I'm thinking that's probably going to be, I feel like it's probably going to be like some sort of like, because remember you take Ganon out, but there's like that, in the first Breath of the Wild 2 trailer that we got, it was basically like, it looked like Ganon's corpse, because you basically fought what was consuming the kingdom. Spoiler alert if you haven't played it. You can you basically take out what has basically consumed the kingdom. Now, this was another Zelda game. Breath of the Wild was another Zelda game where essentially worst case scenario happens, right? Wind Waker was another example of this, right? Except the world floods and... I mean, art style wise, I didn't care for Wind Waker nearly as much as like Breath of the Wild or Ocarina of Time or some of the others, Twilight Princess, for example. But it was still a good time and the story was really well done. And you go and you see this like sunken city of, you know, you see Hyrule sunken, Hyrule Castle sunken, you know, literally in this situation, the everything that could have gone wrong went wrong in this one, right? And that to me is what made that Zelda a really great game. And very compelling to me because this was the first time when like, yeah, you know, Ganon. Yeah, he won, dude. In this in this particular part of the timeline. Right. And this Breath of the Wild was literally another situation where it's like, yeah, you know, Ganon. Yeah, he won, dude. Right. And it's like you, you don't want him to win. But every now and again, we got to knock you down as a player off your pedestal where you're like, you know always winning and finally vanquishing evil. Sometimes he whooped your ass. And in the breath of the wild game, you literally are down for like what a hundred years regenerating before you come back. And homie's been at play for the whole time. But in the breath of the wild two trailer, like Lincoln Zelda are basically in this like catacomb or something. And it's clearly like Ganon's corpse. It's like, that's him. And you see all the stuff coming out of him. And so I don't know if in that video for the Tears of the Kingdom that we saw, if that's supposed to be Ganon there or if it's like a dark wizard or like some sort of like avatar of him or whatever. But there's like these orbs that are around him and on that tapestry or carving or whatever that is. It's like a it's like a carving on the wall. I see Princess Zelda being raised like a freaking sacrifice, dude. OK, and so my things are going, oh, no. Because you go through it and you see like Princess Zelda's got her hands enclosed with somebody and you go through and you see Link running around doing his fun things and it's all great and everything. But I'm kind of going Tears of the Kingdom. Is that because something happens to Princess Zelda? Something something tells me and I don't know. I haven't watched any speculation videos or anything. And I'm nerding. Yes, and I know I am. But I speculate that Link gets put down for the count as we play the breath of the wild. And I have a feeling that in tears of the kingdom, the tears are because Zelda gets put down somehow, right? Like maybe they were traveling in that first breath of the wild video and they're going down into like catacombs and you see Ganon, he, his little head turns and snaps over and looks over at them. And I'm like, Oh man, what happens if she gets snagged and then something happens to her? Cause remember Zelda two, 
off the original Nintendo games, right? You had Zelda 1, you had Zelda 2. And the adventure of Link in Zelda 2, Princess Zelda gets, she gets put down in that one as well. Right? And you've got to literally go and fight your shade. And there's like this, you know, dark presence and everything. Because Ganon's never gone. I mean, that's the thing about the Legend of Zelda games, man. Link is never gone. Ganon's never gone. Right? And Zelda's never gone. Right? There's always an iteration of them. And so Tears of the Kingdom, I feel like probably Tears of the Kingdom are going to be like she gets put down for the count. Now, whereas in Breath of the Wild, you've been down and she's been struggle busting to keep things hopeful for all this time until you're awake. I kind of wonder if she gets put down and now you've got to go like kind of bring her back up and raise her back up too. Um, but I don't know. Although I got to say, I saw something in the chat from me. They're saying, I'll be honest. I was hoping you play Zelda. That would be a pretty interesting Zelda game, right? Because it would be a pretty interesting Zelda game. Um, but I got to say that the Hyrule warrior series has always been really good. And, uh, and there you could totally play as her and she's a lot of fun to play. Um, in that one, in my opinion. So I'm super nerding out about this. I'm actually super stoked about it. Anytime a new Zelda game gets launched, it's my inner kid is just off the freaking rails, man. He's ready. He is ready. People in my life won't know that I exist and I won't care about their feelings. I'll care about it, but I won't care about it as much as I would any other day. Okay. I'll be like, this is a moment in my life where I'm going to be fully, fully selfish Sim, he didn't show up for your stream to be like, man, I don't know what to tell you, homie. Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> you could just stream. I'd be like, I mean, I could, but then I got to care about chat today, too. And I kind of don't want people to see me mouth breathing and potentially drooling as I'm watching this open world. It's not a good look for me. <laughs> <laughs> when I get sucked into a game like Zelda, that happens. I don't think I want people to remember me like that you don't want an audience when you like you know when you are in your zone got it yeah because i'm just like this i'm like oh it's like a little kid except it's not the best like version of my inner kid because sometimes i gotta breathe or you know saliva is whatever it's not a gross thing it's just not a anyway i'm gonna leave that there it's fine we all got our stuff Right. Try not to judge me too harshly. But I'll nerd out pretty hard. It's it's such a good time, Zelda games, man. Every time I get excited about the possibilities, man, of like where it's gonna go. Cause every Zelda story is a little different. You know? And you you think like you think you know how it's gonna go, and you just don't always know how it's gonna go. There are some features I don't think I'd want in Tears of the Kingdom, though. I'm good with no more having to like have random weapons. I pick up I'm good rolling with just the master sword. That would be cool. Not having to worry about that other stuff would be kind of nice. It's not that the other weapons aren't cool and fun. They were cool and fun, but like I hated like the, the master sword sort of like, you know, kind of diminishing and stuff. Like I was like, I don't want to, I want to run around with the master, the God sword heroes Bane. You know what I'm saying? A focus on dungeons I see in chat would be nice too. And I think, yeah, because I think one thing that I would have liked to see, I think one thing I'd like to see them do differently in Breath of the Wild 2 slash Tears of the Kingdom is focus on the dungeons being a little bit more intricate. Like, because the dungeons, the core dungeons were basically like the Divine Beasts, 
And then you had like the side content, which was like going down the shrines and the shrines. It was like, well, it's cool, but that's just kind of like a, it's kind of like a currency gathering sort of thing. It didn't really, it could have been better. The puzzles were fun. It was difficult. Um, but maybe throw some monsters in there and mix it up for me a bit. Yeah. But I don't care. It doesn't even matter. It could be the worst Zelda game of all time, and they're still going to do a great job compared to most games out there. I don't care what y'all say. It's true. Because I wouldn't um, disagree with you there. Zelda fanboy, I, I know it, and it's fine. They just do such a good... I mean, God, Zelda is just such a good example of how a game continues to do right by itself right by the heart of what it is and its community over and over and over again it just does man it really does so i am stoked to see more about this game because i'm gonna nerd so hard every single time we have something to talk about with this <laughs> i don't even care how uncool i look don't even care mm -mm. Nintendo, yeah except for when you know like here's my hope for the the next switch or the future iteration please 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 make those games that we got for the wii u or the switch that were digital please let them just work over there please please i'm asking not that i matter or anything but anyway let's move on shall we i think people are tired of hearing me plead and whine and stuff so you ready for it coming in 2024, everyone? The game we've always been looking forward to coming back yet again. Ready to exploit your coin purse. Only one more dozen times. The game we've always wanted to see return yet again. Arcage 2, everybody. It is still in development. And in fact, it is coming in 2024. Ashes of Creation is going to dunk on you, fools. That's all I got to say about this. Cacao and XL Games confirm Arc Age 2 is still in development. Dude. Oh. That's, all, that's all I gotta say. I don't know. Thoughts on this one? Hell no. <laughs> that, that is all. <laughs> I, I I tried my hand at Arc Age. Um I didn't like it, so I didn't inhale. I mean, I just I didn't it was just it was just such a nightmare for me playing that game. Honestly, um, I don't think I would ever, ever go back to that. So, no. Dude, and you, you got to remember, too, with uh, with Arcage, right? This was one of the studios, Tryon specifically, was totally trying to undermine Ashes of Creation when it was in development in the early days. Remember those uh, conferences or not conferences, the the conventions when ashes would actually go and they would go to like packs and there was like there's literally a clip still out there too and that they were streaming from the ashes of creation channel and quite literally you had like the try on devs like talking smack right because steven used to be a like diehard arcade player i mean i played it too and and as a result right like they were a little salty right because he was going to put the Master back into the MMORPG and all that stuff, right? But what I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man. So as much as Arc Age 2 is planning to deliver and all that, you you got a history at this point. You have a history at this point and a legacy 
at least here in the U.S., right, where where you've repeatedly been doing wrong by people. It doesn't matter what publisher. Like, inherently, the same things keep happening, right? So when this game does come out, will people try it? Yes. But here's the thing. Ashes, I think, will probably be out around the same time as this, right? Who knows? If they actually deliver in 2024, you've got my expectation and my best guess, my speculation, educated guess, whatever you want to call it, is still, still that we get Alpha 2 roughly quarter 2 of 2023. We roll through an Alpha 2 probably for a good year. And then you get a few months of betas. And then there we go. Okay. So that's like what? Summer, maybe 2024. Would totally align with Launch Party in Vegas as well, by the way. Being summer. Oh, hell yeah. I'm Wouldn't down. it though? Wouldn't it though? And because, you know, I know somebody who will be there. Myself and... Oh, Daedalus will be too. Oh, it's going to be a good yep. time, baby. We just totally showed off our like flex right now on our backer level and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I did do some weights this week, so <laughs> I have to you know, do a little bit of some, some. He's like, I've been working on getting a swole so I can lift that MMO over my shoulder. Yeah, and pretty soon they'll call me the swole breaker is all I'm going to say. <laughs> swole breaker, dude. I'm sorry, man. Ashes is going to dunk on this game so bad because you know Arcage 2 is going to have pay to win and pay to convenience, man. I do not care what they say. If they tell people they won't, I won't buy it for a minute. Do you know why? Because how many times have they said that in the past and then they did? Well, you know what? Uh, let's just take that like PTW um yes thing out of the conversation sure what sours me against arc age is the fact that very early on they had some sort of exploit that a bunch of players got like you know uh, were yeah. able to power through gear and they did nothing nothing about to it correct it nothing at all that i mean pay to win i know is going to be available in games definitely i mean let's, more than once know, too by the way more yeah exactly exactly and it's like that was the part it's like that says to me that you don't give a rip about your community at all at all and that i think mm. that set me off on the wrong foot i still played for a while because there was a community aspect there but you know that and the labor system it just it wasn't for me after a while i just like i just got bored because you had you know these players that were exploiting and still around and there wasn't any repercussions and there wasn't any way to level set and yeah that just says to me it's like you know you don't give a shit you just want some coin i'm looking forward to i am really looking forward to sunday's ashes pathfinder podcast dude it's gonna be going to be a lit one because I have a feeling I have a feeling they're much further along in regard to a lot of things. I think Unreal Engine 5 helped propel them forward a lot faster, too, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they would have made that call if it wasn't going to, mm. you know. It's a no-brainer. Warp Factor to yeah. 22. <laughs> dude, it's a no-brainer, right? Like, dude, it, UE5 is the freaking future, man. Like, you are going to have such a hard time competing with that, with that game engine, man really hard time so uh one of the other games that's been i already talked about the uh, classic discussions we can kind of swipe that one off of here um 
the one of the other games that we can talk about is uh good old new world now they tried to at least in my opinion swipe some of the things that ashes had in its node system and stuff like that right but they tried to take a very minimalistic approach to trying to integrate something somewhat like it in there right to capitalize on it. now new world had a ton of issues but it's been it has been bouncing back slowly consistently and slowly it has people are still playing it and they're actually adding some new servers to support the population growth this is normal with an mmorpg right i do believe new world will continue to grow people look i won't play it but it will because it's it's it it looks good it performs well right when you don't let people exploit things or tinker with your game and stuff and you have it ready to actually be played which is where it's getting now, actually, even though it's post-launch. I mean, I know you kind of expect that to be the case when the game launches. Am I throwing a little shade? Absolutely, because you deserve it. Come on. Yeah, for real. It's like you shut down the age because of duplication mm -hmm. in a launch game. Mm -hmm. That that happens in alpha. It shouldn't happen in launch. Right. I mean, I've heard, like, I've seen, like, a lot of the content out there, like, at least mm. in, in title, not in, like, actually going to watch. But a lot of the folks that I even, like, you know, one one of the guy, content creators out there that said, hey, I'm leaving New World, actually came back and did some content on it. Hey, it's like, hey, this is promising stuff, which, mm. you know, again, right, there were some things that I think I really liked about it. Yeah, but I think there were just so so many like glaring things that I just couldn't get past, and it just felt like a very poor iteration of what to expect in Ashes mm. of Creation. I just I couldn't get behind it anywhere right. any longer. And I and I and I put a decent amount of time in that game. I put probably like four hundred hours into it. Holy that crap! Game. Was you, I didn't realize you put in four hundred hours. Dang, dude. Yeah, I did. I did. And I'm you have one character, right? So you're not. And that was on one mm -hmm. character. And the amount of time that I spent there, um, I still just didn't get out of it what I had expected, mm -hmm. right? And again, right, there isn't it isn't a subscription service, so I don't know if that's part of it, but it just didn't feel like they were working with enough speed to address issues that were pretty glaring. And um, and I think it was there was just a lack of soul in in major parts of the game, um, which is unfortunate because i think it was a good opportunity really to you know be a contender in in the mmo genre but it just i mean i think it was probably set itself up to fail when it made some major vision changes kind of you know using mm -hmm. the blizzard methodology is let's see what we can do to get the maximum coin purse you know additions as opposed to having a vision sticking to it and maybe tweaking it along the way and, and, and making that into something that I think people could have gotten behind, but it is what it is. I just think, um, I just do think that it, it's probably going to be a another one of those games that will be a cold day in hell. If I ever touch it again, it'd be hard to, for me as well. I mean, thematically it just doesn't really work for me anyway. So that's kind of the issue. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it did show us how badly people want to play a really good MMORPG, didn't it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sure did. Um, I don't know, man. I, I do think I know they added like arenas a while back, and they kind of got some 
um, some development there um, to where you know more people have been playing as a result of that. And I kind of figured that that was actually going to bolster the game as a whole, just because it gives people something to go do. Um, that isn't necessarily going to be sort of the same old uh, like cycle or hamster wheel as we usually call it around here. So definitely interesting to see how its future is going to progress. But I still don't think long term it's going to remotely put any kind of flame to what Ashes is going to be capable of. And usually you see like a big peak in the initial part of a game's launch at MMO specifically. You do get a pretty significant drop and then you get like a slow progression upwards. Ashes is going to have it as well. Right. It's going to have things refined, too. It will. It just it just will. It's the nature of the beast, man, especially with an MMORPG. Um, let's talk about this one, though. What did you think about the Hogwarts Legacy? Um, did you see that PlayStation? I did. Getting a really creepy exclusive quest. Yes. Yeah. The trailer was pretty, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I have to admit, here. and I think... Uh, I mean, the one thing that I'm, you know, I I understand why they're doing it, obviously, to drive sales to a platform. Mm, Yeah. But I'm not necessarily a fan of exclusive content for per platform, unless you're doing Mm. something exclusive for each platform. Yeah. So, I mean, I expect like because of that, now I'm like compelled to kind of buy it for the the PS5. Um, But I I am like really excited about the game in general because it does feel like they are layering all these different like opportunities Mm -hmm. to, you know, change your alignment. And it's I don't know, it just it's making me feel like they're they're really putting some life into this world. I mean, they recently came out with a lot of like tours of the common rooms for each of the, you know, each of the houses um you know so i i don't know i'm i'm really excited about this one i am a little you know disappointed that they pushed the launch out but now i kind of get if they're going as ambitious as this is sounding right now it's uh it's gonna be a good time i agree i mean the thing about the hogwarts legacy game that looks really um interesting is that we're gonna be exploring the lore of jk rowling's world um, in a period well before a lot of what we've experienced. So I think that that's going to be pretty interesting. And the fact that there's going to be like clearly going to be creatures and areas that we're going to get to explore with high magic and um, and everything's going to be pretty interesting. Um, I agree with you, though. If you're going to do something ex- like exclusive to a platform, I think they should all get one. Otherwise, it's not it doesn't it kind of feels like you're sort of like limiting content to one versus another. Um, at least from my perspective. So that's that's one of my main things, right? It's like if someone's going to pay for a game, right? Or they're really stoked to play it and they want to be a part of it, like don't limit them because they're not on a specific platform, right? I, I think that that's sort of like not a very positive thing. But outside of that, I think that like the, uh, what I kind of viewed as like a bit of the housing and outfits and all that looks like it's gonna be pretty interesting i have a feeling that game's gonna be like pretty expansive um i could i could probably even see them potentially adding dlcs to it if if it performs oh i would i would love that i would play the crap out of that yeah definitely a super super good game i have a pretty high hopes for it um speaking of like consoles you did link this that there's an xbox Game Pass officially reveals friends and family plans. So that's interesting that they're going to be doing that, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's limited right now. I think mm. it's just like in a couple of countries. I want to say like Ireland is definitely one of them. Um, and it's you can have up to five users on a single game pass. But it is like at least mm -hmm. the pricing right now is twice what it is for the Game Pass Ultimate. And just so for those of you that don't know, Game Pass Ultimate is like a PC pass and a console pass. Um, so I think it's around fifteen dollars, like for that ultimate pass. Mm -hmm. It's twenty-five um for the friends and family. But again, you can you can share it between five people. I I will I mean not to not that I'm a shill or anything, but I do enjoy the fact that I have Game Pass for PC because I haven't ever been interested in an Xbox console for a long time since like Xbox One, um, in all honesty. So I, I haven't really, you know, gotten the vibe to get that. I've been more of like if I did console it was PlayStation, but the PC Game Pass is pretty nice. Is like you'll get pretty decent games and day one releases for very little you know price of entry mm -hmm. um and it is i mean i would say it is something like even if like you're a big arc arc fan there's arc all the arc stuff on there you can't mod it per can't se. mod it though yeah but they are gonna have support mods for arc too true so, story I mean, yeah so they're gonna do that and there's a lot of other games too that are on there that i've been able to play like you know plague tale innocence was on there it's it's leaving now but there's a lot of really like good games that I've been able to check out and like you're not it's not too bad. Not too bad. Um oh I'm gonna almost double spam that one there too. So there's other game. I don't know if you ever played this. This is one I'm and I'm gonna kinda like ask the question for anyone in our chat here as well. Have you all I've heard of this game a lot, but I've never actually played it. It's called Gloria Victus. And this one got, and I saw the screenshot. And I mean, screenshots don't tell you everything, but I mean, I had it looked like really good view distance. I mean, the UI was pretty, pretty, pretty straightforward. Um, they had some visual updates. It looked like I have a major overhaul over uh, revamp visuals, approved the game world major quest reworks. Um, I guess that actually relates to the progress and quest reset to test them and quality of life updates. So, yeah, and even like the map. So I'm. I don't know a whole lot about this game and I know it's a medieval MMO and I, I yeah. know, I know that like, I don't know. I don't know about this game, but part of me kind of is curious about like checking it out. And I don't know if it's a game that you got to purchase. I have a feeling you probably do. Right. I think it's on steam. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. yeah it's definitely on steam. I don't know if you have to purchase it though. Yeah, so I don't know if anyone has actually played this one. It, it never really resonated for me, and I like medieval-oriented games, but the reality is, is I'm pretty cautious these days about... Um, very cautious, actually, these days about investing time in an MMORPG because I'm waiting to invest time in Ash as a creation. And I don't really want to like burn that energy out at this point. Right. I kind of deviated away from that and it kind of cost me a bit. At this point, I'm kind of like really sort of like redirected myself back to trying to to be more mindful about just really investing time where I've actually got it to invest in the outcome. I feel like is going to be worth the time as well. So, yeah, it's 20 bucks uh, for early access. So it is an early access title. Yeah. 
So it's still an access early access. Like I said, they also worked on some things related to PVE and PVP oriented players, right? With more space on which to navigate and play their way. I don't know, man. I kind of feel like going to research this a little bit and see how the games performed. Because like, I feel like if this one was really hitting the mark, it would probably be a little bit more. I don't know. We'd probably talk about it a little bit more regularly, wouldn't we? Unless it's just completely off the radar for some other reason. So I yeah, I mean, check it's it out. been out there what since twenty? Wow, since twenty sixteen. Yeah, it's gotten. I would say recent reviews are very positive. All reviews, and they've got about a little over fifty two hundred are mostly positive. So they've got like a PvP, ten minute video. Yeah, yeah. PvP, open PvP with territory control, deep crafting, and player-driven mm. economy. Yeah, I mean, the graphics aren't, like, super... It definitely feels more indie vibe. Yeah. But, yeah, it's not... It doesn't look too bad. I'm kind of curious about this game. Definitely very medieval, though, and the video is pretty solid. Look, if you're looking for an option playing something until you're waiting on the game of your dreams to come out like some of us are, then it's an option. Uh, you know what else is an option? Oh my god, they're doing a Resident Evil 4 remake. You know we know about that, right? But oh, I saw some of the stuff today, and I was like, oh my god. Dude, it's gonna be so good, I bet. Resident Evil 4 was my favorite Resident Evil game. One and two were really great, but four was like the dude hit the freaking spot. Hit the spot, man. It it did. Oh man, I used to play the shit out of that on my GameCube, dude. I'm so stoked about this remake in particular. You know what remake I'm not stoked about? Because I don't know if it's ever going to happen. The Prince of Persia remake. That's what. Yeah, I don't know. That sounds like a reskin. Yeah. That, <laughs> so I, I'm telling you, man. Unless they decide to wise up. I don't know. They like. It's funny, too, because the Prince of Persia page on Twitter will always like do a reference towards the Prince of Persia. Like the new Assassin's Creed game. What's it called? Mirage is coming out. Yeah, Mirage which right. they gave like next to no information on. Right. And I'm like, come on, man. Can we just like, and then now they set it up it? for pre-order. Right. <laughs> like, Hey, let's tell you where you can get it ahead of time. But Laura, not really telling you a whole lot about it. It's like, you need to show it to us. I mean, it's really great. It looks pretty and all that. Um, And this one's definitely like, you know, in the middle East and stuff, but seriously. And then of course you can get the Prince of Persia cosmetic styled outfit for your character. So they make sure that they they put that little tag on there, man. Because you got to remember, right, Assassin's Creed, a very large part of the reason that game exists is because of the engine from the Warrior Within specifically. That right. engine for the second Prince of Persia game won tons of awards back in the day, and it catapulted Ubisoft into basically creating Assassin's Creed. Right. Right? So this is one of those games that, I mean, in Assassin's Creed games, it is kind of like, dude... So you did a trilogy for for the Prince of Persia, and then you went to tons of Assassin's Creed games. Why did the Prince of Persia continue to get love? Don't get me wrong. The trilogy is cherished. It's a great time. It's okay if you were going to stop there. But then you went and you made the movie, and then you like, which was horrible. The same kind yeah. of rants come for me for that, too. The, the rings of power rants you get for me and like the chronicles of valeria rants and like those like really passionate like frustrated sort of like vibes you get you get that with the prince of persia movie too right to somebody who doesn't know anything about it you know you could probably enjoy it but if you know you know what i'm saying you can't unknow it to watch it and it, it's unfortunate for that reason but 
So I'd have to say um, with some of their recent announcements around like expanding Assassin's Creed, I am pretty stoked about Assassin's Creed Red. It's got you've got like they didn't show much from that. And it was uh, I believe it's in feudal Japan and you've got a katana and a hidden blade. Ooh, dude, that would be that would be kind of cool, man. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I played this shit out of Ghost of Tsushima, so I'm yeah. like, if I could go, like... I can get down with Bushido, uh, baby, any day yeah, of the week. Just call me Shinobi, baby. <laughs> <laughs> God, but yeah, dude. that sounded pretty cool. That sounded pretty cool. So, all right, some, some other final things to talk about for our show today. Quantum Leap, we kind of piggybacked on that. Um, I don't remember the details of when that's actually launching. And did we talk about when we're where, where? Monday? Where is on it at? NBC? Pardon me. It was on it. I thought Got it was on it. Peacock. It's NBC is what it's on. Man, I really want to watch that. I do. I do, too. I actually like I wasn't really. I mean, I was excited, but I wasn't like ooh, a little hyped. And then there was a trailer that came out Saw recently. That. Yes. And it was like, it brought all the old memories back. I mean, so, it's, some, it's, it's, it's some new, mm-hmm. but it's also, you know, it's it brought the old memory memories back. So the, the Asian actor plays the main character. Is is he, I don't recognize him. Is he like, is he kind of like a new face? I think, yeah, uh, the cast is entirely new um, right. in terms of like, Though they do side they characters do, out there, that one dude. Yeah, they do have some side characters that are like homages to like people that Sam Beckett leaped into early on. Mm. Um, so yeah, you like uh, I believe it was like Magic, um, who's like the the uh, soldier that was actually with Sam Beckett's brother is part of that. Um, which I was like, I I thought I recognized the name, and then I did a little research. I'm like, yeah, it's it's magic back from that so that's cool um and ernie hudson's in that which i love me some ernie yeah he's He's good he's good people he's good so so yeah i'm i'm excited about that because it's a new take you know they they Mm -hmm. switch up some of the characters but it it does feel it does feel like it's it's getting a nice update i'm i'm actually looking forward to that being something in the universe and kind of similar to like what they did with stargate where they right. had like their own kind of spin. I mean, they started with the original characters, but then they spend off like all these other like sister shows. And I think this this is going to be a good time. I'm I actually agree. super stoked for it, dude. I'm going to have to get me a was it NBC subscription? Yeah, Damn yeah. I'll, I will. Definitely. I will to watch that show. I 100% will. It was really good. Yeah, yeah, me too. I me hope too. that we get cameos, dude. How sick would that be to see Scott Bakula cameo? Love, I'd love to see Scott Bakula in it, man. I mean, he was like back in the day, man. I watched his like everything he did. Yeah. Because I just thought he was such a cool actor. Definitely. And honestly, it's like it's really nostalgia for me even more so because like my mom, God rest her soul. Mm-hmm. And I used to watch that. And she oh, does nice, not dude. like sci-fi at all. She like, get down with she that. She won't huh? watch she wouldn't watch star trek and she wouldn't you know she wouldn't watch any of the stuff but like we got to watch quantum leap and every week we would be watching that together and she loved that show so uh you know Mm -hmm. definitely uh yeah he was in enterprise as well yeah i i think look i'm gonna be fair there were some things about enterprise that kind of because i'm totally attracted my brother loves enterprise but i'm gonna be real like i think part of the reason enterprise didn't do that great was because the timing it was right off the tail of 9-11 there were a lot yeah. of things going on, man. 
it, we were focused on a lot of things going after al-qaeda like all that stuff that was going on so i think that there were like things that were against that being as successful as it could have been and it's a damn I mean, shame I love that. Yeah, yeah i love that show yeah. i mean the, trip was one of my favorite characters in that show oh, he was Absolutely. good i think it's a yeah. shame because if we could if that show could have gone longer like my brother always attests this too we could have gotten some really good story like i think it was like the romulan war and all that stuff that went down like mm -hmm. that we haven't seen that we could have if that had kept going gotten to see that and we still yeah. haven't and the romulans are like they're they're very imperialistic badasses like they're they're hardcore man right they're not your they're not your gentle logical space elves like the the vulcans are man yeah for sure i mean mm -hmm. i've honestly i've watched pretty much every star trek iteration and i've i've liked them all like yeah. in, in in different ways like you know voyager deep space nine i would say out of all of them probably tng and deep space nine are my favorite ones i mean uh -huh. honestly avery brooks is i just He's my jam when it comes to like, you know, commander to captain. He deserved the captain's chair, but he was he was good. Good man. Too. Do you know who would have been really good in a spinoff or it still would be? Because you got to know that the next generation cast is coming back for Picard season three. And I'm mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you, man, it doesn't even <laughs> it doesn't even matter what the hell they do. I just want you all to know I'm going to nerd out so hard seeing all of them on the screen together again. Doesn't even yeah, matter, man. Same. Same. I'm really excited about data, the of course, card. Yeah. Nah. Well, I don't know. I, I, I actually, I really like Data's character. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I love Data, but he's totally not going to probably be there because he's, you know. I know. You never know. He he oh. showed up in other ways. So yeah. He did. He did. He did. They could make it work, man. They they I could. Mean, they could. I mean, they could totally CGI some of that and make it make it work if they wanted to make a younger version of him sort of like there and he could voice it. Mm -hmm. But, oh man, I'm hoping we get a really good spinoff. And I remember watching, um, yeah, I think for me, it's like the next generation, the original cast for sure. I'm definitely original series. If I had to give you my top three now, I'm going to be real, man. This is really hard for me to say this. Okay. Hmm. Well, okay. I'm going to do one next generation two original star Trek three strange new worlds for sure. But I want to say this strange new worlds. If it continues the way it's going and we get to see the original characters, it has the potential of taking the original bumping it to three for it really does. That's I know. I know some people are going to hear me and go, how could you? And I'm like, just please, you got to understand Strange New Worlds is really good, man. Right? It's the first yeah. time I've watched Star Trek and felt like the soul, like that just raw Star Trek soul is there again. Right? I, for me. Yeah. For for me. I've been recently enjoying uh, watching uh, the original Star Trek movies, Generations, First Contact, Insurrection, um, right, First Contact, Insurrection. Which one am I missing? Gener one more. I'm missing one more. Uh, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, mm. Enterprise. Oh, I was thinking movies. No, no, no. Movies. What is it? Insurrection. And then you've got Nemesis. Thank you. That's the one Nemesis. that's got, what's Nemesis. his name? Tom, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Tom guy, Hardy. Tom yeah. Hardy. All scrawny, right? You know what else he was in? He was in um, 
freaking uh what was it the the world war ii show uh band of brothers for a little while too at the very end there i didn't realize it until i watched it again i was like oh my god he was in this too i mean he's basically a private that's like getting down with some lady and then he ends up getting blown up later but i mean he he was in there for a little bit right yeah i would say like for 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 me i would definitely say tng is my my top I would say DS9 definitely, and I would agree with you for like the third spot. I would I would go with Strange New Worlds. I mean, I just honestly the cast is top notch. I mean, it starts with the captain, and he just I don't I don't want to say he carries the show because that I mean, but it is an on it is an ensemble cast. But he's my favorite like captain outside of my boy Picard. Yeah, Captain Picard's such a badass dude love his yeah. character man i love it i actually i know people have like given picard like a little grief and everything but like you gotta understand like i think the goal with that show was to explore like Picard's psychology a lot more than anything mm-hmm. yeah i mean i, I like i like that um yeah. quite a bit i'm actually was very interested in that whole because i think they tried to get at that in the tng series like in the yes. few episodes and those were some of the most interesting ones. ones to me agreed like you know the whole like borg situation and his recovery from that it is i don't know and they're bringing that back and that's kind of what has got me pretty hooked with it the thing is is like i think it's easy for i do feel like time travels overused but you got to understand with the next generation the Borg and time travel and all that, that's kind of like really tied into that, that generation of Star Trek though. Like it was a big component, not once, not twice. Like, I mean, Q, like you're talking about reality. You're talking about manipulating reality, right? Like, so all you need is Q and you can make Picard work perfectly. It doesn't even matter that you're doing time travel. All you got to, and Q is literally it he is whether he's he's he may not be there for every episode or every season but he is a like core thread to that show the entire way from beginning to end i agree right I agree so yeah so for, for for star trek the next generation for picard for any of the next generation movies like you you do any of that stuff even if it's overused it's still part of it's part of their world. It's part of their timeline. It's part of the thing. I, mean, I don't know. I'm just a sucker for time travel. So it doesn't matter. I'm not, yeah, I'm do. never sick of time travel. I mean, I watched mm. time cop for Christ's sake. Okay. <laughs> I, I love right? time travel I too, though. More than once too. More than once. <laughs> oh man. There you go. Okay. So and we got one other tasty morsel to share. Before we get on to the post show for today, Willow is coming out soon. And wow, it was a good movie, man. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I can still go back and watch that and appreciate that one. I, I did actually. Like when I heard Same. they were making a series, I literally so went I. and watched it again. So did I. And honestly, it's like after all these shows that we have been disappointed with but take the heart and soul out of fantasy 
like even the trailers are like, man, is this like a Jerry Bruckheimer movie or is this like <laughs> Lord of the Rings, right? You know, let's just blow shit up and then, you know, put some elf ears on and we good. Yeah. But Willow actually like it just made it gave me that old magic. And then just to see like Willow like come into his own and it's it just felt like it was going to be the right mix of what we need in the genre. Now, I know like some people have some bad taste in their mouth and some of the stuff that Disney has done, like, you know, specifically with Star Wars. But yeah, um, but I would say I am really looking forward to Willow, oh really looking God. forward to it. Can we talk about Obi-Wan for a second? Like I couldn't make it all the way through. Do you know that? I, I I made it all the way through. I mean, I didn't think I didn't. it was terrible. I mean, it wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible either. I couldn't do. I think I got into the scene where Darth Vader and and Obi Wan are fighting, and that it was like this feels. I was like, I don't. I'm not interested. I couldn't even finish it. I couldn't. I was bummed. I was like, I can't do it. The Mandalorian honestly, makes you all look like noobs right now. Just saying. <laughs> Well, I honestly, I feel like if they had, if it wasn't just a limited series, if they didn't just try to crunch everything into those six episodes or whatever that they point. did, I think they would have done that. I kind of feel like it, it, it got the Star Trek Discovery treatment without the multiple seasons to kind of find its footing. Yeah. Where like that first season was so bad and it took me like three tries to get through it. Like even frankly, like, you know, I know there's a lot of Game of Thrones fans out there, but it took me three or four tries to get through the first season of Game of Thrones before it opened up for me. Yeah, true. But I felt like I felt like that would have been the case with Obi-Wan. I mean, I I pushed through it because I knew it wasn't there wasn't going to be any more. Oh um, but I I have to say, yeah, I, I tend to agree that Mandalorian, you know, scratched the itch. And um, honestly, I, I don't know if you've seen Bubba Fett. Yeah, the book Not of Bubba yet. Fett. Yeah. I haven't yet. I I think I got through a couple of episodes. Really? Oh, no, yeah. really? I mean, I, I have to go back and maybe I need to be in a different frame of mind to watch it. But um, but I did. Uh, I, I didn't necessarily care for it right away. And I probably just need to be in a different mindset. And I see Arthas and Chad is talking about Andor. Andor actually looks Does really look good, good as well. I agree. Yeah, and I did see um I did see uh the the Star Wars story. I can't remember what what they what was that one called? Okay, my mind's gone blank now. Oh, Rogue but One? Whatever, Rogue One, yes. That was good. I really I really liked Rogue One and I liked his character, so I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with that. Thank you. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Chad. Oh, Chad. Dude, you know you know what? You know what? This is going to sound kind of sad here. Moon Knight. Oh, I couldn't get through that either. And I like the actor, Oscar Isaac's right. Actually, I didn't think I it couldn't. was bad, but I agree. It was another one of those things like it could have really opened up if you gave it a few more seasons. I think, yeah. Know, and I think I actually knew a little bit about the lore of the character too. And I was like, what's going on, dude? I mean, I, I read Moon Knight growing up. Yeah. So there was one of the comic books my dad collected when he was a kid. Wow. So I actually I really liked I really like that. Um and so I think that's what kept me on. And I honestly Oscar Isaac is fantastic. He is, um, he is though. Oh, I like his multiple personality play in that though. Yeah, he did. He yeah, did a it great was really job good. with that. Yeah. And honestly, like once again, I feel like it it was 
if it had more time, mm. it would have opened up a little bit more. It just felt yeah. like very rushed. And that's kind of how I felt with Obi-Wan too, mm-hmm. is you could have done more with that. So I hope like with, since we're, I know we're going back and forth between the two, but okay, though, I, hope, yeah. I hope Willow is longer, a longer run than these others, that it's more consistent as opposed to this like six episodes and we're done. I mean, I want to be able to kind of, get in tune with these characters if you're gonna do a series let it build up even if it's 10 episodes per season do a few seasons i think it'll be great dude Um, you know what i've got a take after everything we've been talking about today i've got a take and i feel like this is my actual issue adaptations can screw things up right like i think the ring my opinion is rings of power has been making some pretty big mistakes but do you know what i can't help but wonder it's a common theme with all the ones we've been talking about where I'm like, I just couldn't stick with it. You know what it is? It's, I don't feel like I get enough time to connect with the characters before they're already off doing certain things. And it's the common trend with some of these that we've been talking about. You're just absolutely jumping it's totally in and like soundbite seasons. And that's what yeah. drives me up the wall. Cause you can, if you really want to do some of these characters, just, just go for a few seasons. Like even if it's three or four seasons, that's fine right i mean like look at something like stranger things right you're not talking about a lot of seasons but it's you get a chance to kind of go on the the hero's journey with these characters you've done that have you finished it yet no i'm i'm that's i told you that's my season yeah yeah that i told you that's my uh my Mm. time off i'm like i'm gonna binge watch all the seasons to get up to speed and get the new one in that new season though god yeah i'm eager i'm eager for the next one now i'm like dude i gotta i gotta know i get that itch that's why i'm giving myself a little more time too so i don't have to wait as long because then i'll be like no (laughs) oh i've gotten that itch for freaking house of the dragon now too dude yeah same here i want to wait until i want to like i want to wait until it's all out before i watch it just because i know i'm gonna be like no i have to wait another week for that yeah it sucks i know like you used to though right at least there's that yeah 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 <sighs> but i do hear i I do hear a lot of good things that it's like people like it's better than game of thrones which i'm like i really like game of thrones like with you know a few portions of it that i could give or take but Generally, it's like I got so into that once it really picked up. Yeah. And if it's better than Game of Thrones, then I'm like, I'm See, down. That's the thing with like even the Rings of Power, right? Like even I haven't gone and given this thing like a rating. Like some people already gave. I actually have not rated it yet because I don't feel that that's actually a very fair decision for any show. If I like I need to get through what your showcaseable content is first and actually give it that shot from beginning to end before I even do it. I even have a hard time rating a show unless you know what I mean? Cause like when, sometimes you get a season that just kind of is like mm, game of Thrones season one. Like it, it kind of was a slower season. Right. But like once you got to the end of that, like the end of it hooks you because of that, what goes down, you're like, Oh, my god and then you're just i'm with it man but like i feel like i personally have a hard time rating something if i don't get at least a snapshot of the first whole season right watch the whole thing or the whole series and the reason is i'm not able to judge the entire body of work that's my dilemma right so i don't feel like in good conscience i can actually 
rate something until I've actually consumed that whole body of work, whether it's a season or whatever. And if it's a season, then I need to be able to have the ability to, to adjust it in time. And one of the things with, I think, the Rings of Power, it's like similar, is I don't, you know, we're going so fast that like the character development's not really, I'm not connecting much. And, it, and it's with characters, some of which that I'm familiar with from literature that I'm excited about, like Elendil, for example, Galadriel, like Errol Elrond, right? There's a ton of characters there that I like I'm familiar with that I want to be able to connect with, but it's just so quick. And the third episode actually felt like it was connecting a little bit more for me, but then there were just things that were like, ah, oh. it was like you get good and then something would just kind of bring me back down from the enjoyment again. And but that happens with sometimes shows. Game of Thrones, the first season was absolutely like that for me. Yeah, it was like I'd peak and I'd valley and I'd peak and I'd valley and then I'd peak and it was like, oh, I'm at the peak and I'm not going anywhere until next season. And then next season is just like, you know, peaking like a little dip. But you're pretty much in the high area the whole time. Yeah. Right. Sometimes you got to get your footing. So it's a fair it's a fair perspective, I think. Yeah, um, I, I totally agree with you there. I totally agree with you there. And I hope Willow is not going to move at that momentum. I want it to like. Yeah, He's got new characters. Exactly. Like we know yeah. him, but we don't know those side yeah, characters. They've got a couple of the original characters. They mm. cut like the daughter of um, kind of one of the characters is in there, but then you see the original character that actually I think um, you know, reaches out to Willow uh, as well. So I mean, I I do hope that it's not one of those like limited series. Absolutely, because I think. I, I need kind of a good fantasy show to dig into. But what I've been watching recently is, and and I'm actually, uh, I'm really enjoying it. And probably people like, are you living under a rock? But I recently got into Big Bang Theory. I've been oh watching Oh my gosh. That. I love Holy. that show. Oh, I, like, I always yeah. like, I always want to like, I need to watch that, but I never got to it. Um, I just heard like this and that about it. But now I actually sat down and started watching it. Yeah, it's like it's it is it is fantastic. Absolutely. I need to finish so, it. Yeah. Honestly, I, I know like people I, I started it, but I was also like on cable and watch television at that time. And then I got rid of it and I'm like, I'm not not doing. Yeah. Yeah. Cable same here. And, I'm, I have no cable now. I'm just literally like Netflixing yeah. or whatever, like everything online. But uh, but yeah, I'm, I went through and I like in a blink of an eye, I, I'm like through like up to season seven, man. I mean, it's like so good. Oh, my gosh. Really? Yeah. Dang, I mean, I like, probably in a couple of weeks, I think is like that's what I'll do. It's like before bed. I'm like, let me just watch you know Big Bang Theory for a couple hours, man. It's yeah, it's good. Oh, my God. Um, Peaky Blinders. So good, dude. Oh, I've heard of that, too, man. I got like so many things. So I'll, I'll be. I've got some evening entertainment for a while now, dude. I forget the the lady the lady's name offhand. She was in Harry Potter, but she was also uh, she was uh, the sister, the older sister in there in oh, Peaky yeah. Blinders, and she passed, man. And I I was so bummed to find that out. She was in the County Monte Cristo. I love her. I love her as actress. She's so good. Like every character she does is just so good. And I heard she passed, and I was like, oh man, I'm so bummed dude because she was so good and so when i watched the final season it was like kind of like a double-edged sword sort of a thing you're like oh man dude but peaky blinders was a good time i watched edge runners oh it's a cyberpunk styled one right dang dude 
Tom, yeah, and Tom Hardy is actually in Peaky. That's a good point. He is. His character in there is a trip, though, right? Mm-hmm. He really is. I, you know, I had some, I had some things on the agenda that we were going to talk about later. But honestly, with the where we're at in the show, I think we're kind of good. I think we're kind of good for today. Um, we've got actually this was episode eighty-eight, so next one's gonna be episode eighty-nine coming up. And yeah, so everybody. Like I said, we're gonna be doing we're gonna be doing about once every two to three weeks, roughly. If you're watching this or whatever, listening and you're dipping shortly, we are gonna be doing community night tomorrow. I'm not sure what it is, but we're gonna figure it out after this podcast tonight. Um with that being said, Daedalus, final thoughts. I'm just uh looking forward to getting in some good shows. I'm excited about a few things coming out. And yeah. I'm I'm happy to see there's some heart left in network television. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess I guess not even network television, but television in general. In general, right? In in, in Hollywood in general, I feel in, like. In Hollywood in general, right? Yeah. There's a few like, people yeah. that are still committed to making good stuff instead of trying to cash in on the coin purse there. You know what I thought about today? I was like, if my books ever, someone ever wanted to actually do something with that, do you know what my explanation or my expectation would be? Yeah. Go ahead. I'd do HBO or TMC because they're the only ones that seem to be doing it right when it comes to taking shows and making them happen. I don't know if I'd, I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd be okay for any amount of money anywhere else, really. Not even Netflix? Mm, i don't know man uh, i don't know because the witcher because the witcher is really they kind of deviated a good bit in season two as well yeah, so it's, that's true that's I, true I'm, I'm kind of in a hard time with it but but those two i'm good with so far but we'll we'll talk more in the post show friends daedalus why don't you shout out your domains where people can find you when you're not on uh, the lfm podcast Okay, you can find me on twitter at the ashen herald and on youtube youtube.com slash the ashen herald and you can find me well right here so i'm not even gonna do it but be sure to join us over here on twitch.tv forward slash samorg join our discord at discord.gg forward slash samorg as well follow at the lfm show on twitter so you don't miss when all the future episodes are coming out because we're going to be reeling it back down just a little bit for a while while i'm working on my first book and uh other things but as always we might be at the end of today's show We're always looking for more to join the party. Ransom Plenty, friends. Until next time, live your best lives, walk in the light, and have a great night, everybody. We'll catch up with you real soon. Night, everybody. Take care, everyone.